the fact that this season is making both of us, both two like big TVDU fans, uh-huh. go fuck. When does it end? Is not a good thing. No, no. Like I like again me with my moments. Like I love this shit. I do. Like it will go down in history as like having some of my favorite moments in the entire series. But holy hell, can we just get to the finale and call it a day? There is just... What is this whole season felt like an anime filler episode? Like, I am tired! (laughs) Hey, hi, hello everyone, welcome to After Bite. It's a Vampire Dice fancast, only ten years too late... This week, we are talking Season 5, Episode 20, What Lies Beneath. Yes, we are. And what lies beneath? No one knows. I yeah, don't well, like this episode title. Yeah, no. It I'm, really I'm going to be real. I don't like it. It really doesn't do much. I know they're trying to allude to, like, the traveler bodies in, like, the caves and everything. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> But it's not a big enough part of the episode for me to be like, yeah, you know, what lies beneath? Yeah, I would have... Uh, well, the cultural reference is also a Pretty Little Liars episode title. Oh, so true. My other favorite show. <laughs> this episode, the Netflix description for this episode is, Marcos's plan to break the witch's curse puts Stefan and Elena in imminent danger, and Damon suggests that they hide out in a remote cabin. Yeah, that's pretty much the first half of the description, so... I mean, that's, like, that's what happens. That's correct. That's pretty much what happens, I mean... That's pretty much it, you know? Like, this is one time where, like, I can't knock the Netflix description for it, because, like, correct. Yeah, I mean, they did good. They were like, yep, this is what happens, and we said, okay. Let's actually get into this shit. Let me pull up the transcript. We haven't done this in a while. I'm ill-prepared. I'm just here vibing. I'm making hot dogs and mac and cheese after this. So true, actually. It's my ultimate comfort meal. Like, it's my ultimate comfort. Like, ever since I was a kid. Hot dogs, mac and cheese. My favorite is the spirals. Like, the craft mac and cheese. Yeah, the spirals mac and cheese is way better than the regular mac and cheese. Thank you! Thank you! No (laughs) one believes me! No one believes me! When I say, like, the shapes and, like, the spirals taste different. They taste different. They taste better because there's more, like, noodle surface for cheese to attach to. Yes, and the spirals just, like, they have, like, a nutty (laughs) and an umami. They're just, they just taste nutty, better. I'm with different. you on this. I am Thank Team you. Spirals. I'm Thank with you, Brian. Spirals is I my favorite. I know sometimes you and I are very antagonistic and it does make yes. for funny podcast content. <laughs> Here, we stand united. The Spirals Thank are God, Finally, after 108 episodes. <laughs> we we have finally found. have something we agree upon. <laughs> the common ground is Spiral Craft Mac and Cheese. Oh, <laughs> like my friend, like my friend, she gave me like her, like, cause she was like, oh, I can't eat this mac and cheese anymore. Cause it makes me sick. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. And I thought, like, oh, like, oh, what kind is it? She goes, oh, just the regular kind. I was like, ew, Gross. I still that ate it. Good. Did I like it? No. <laughs> I got, I'm they didn't saying. have the spirals. They didn't spirals. have the spirals. They didn't have the spirals at my store. So I got the frozen mac and cheese, like the frozen shapes. <laughs> yeah. And then I also, they also had white cheddar, so I was like, and it was buy one, get one, so I was like, okay, I'll cheat. The beginning of this episode, Tyler's woken up by some traveler lady making out with him, and it was, like, really uncomfortable, actually. Yeah, I, what's the level of consent here? Like, I know. Yeah, also, Tyler's still, like, 18? I hope he's 18. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's a little gross, but it's like... It's a little uncomfortable here. It's kind of just weird, though, because it's like... It is weird. Because it's like, he consented as Julian, but Tyler did... It's just, it's a box I don't want to open, but I kind of This is a bad Pandora's box. Basically, this lady is like, um, hey, yeah, we're moving. It's It's pretty easily established that she's like julian the traveler's partner of some sort uh and tyler trans start he like forces himself to transform so he can break out of the chains that he's in and um 
Which, badass, by the way. And escape. We haven't seen a grizzly wolf transformation in a while. This was grizzly. They were yeah, like, that- you are going to see these fucking bones popping. Yeah, Legacies kind of makes you forget, like, how brutal, like, the werewolf transformation is. I mean, yeah. you haven't seen it yet, but the episode before, they kind of showed it. it. But it wasn't, like, this level of, like... This is, like, we are staring at his bones while they dislocate. Period. Yeah, that is what is going fun. on here. It's not a fun... It, it's just the sound effects, too. Like, I don't want to know the what The sound effects are so brutal. I want to know, like, what post-production thing they did whoever was on their post-production team was like on their shit whoever was in that editing room they found actual bones they They broke some bones they They really just recorded some bone breaking sounds for fun (laughs) julie flex like where can you get this audio no don't ask questions (laughs) why is why is john in the in the cast don't ask questions (laughs) Um, we go to the Salvatore mansion where Luke is trying to do a spell for Damon to find Enzo and Stefan's like hey why are we trying to find Enzo he's gone isn't he couldn't he have just used a witch he's gone isn't he he's like being incredibly suspicious about this whole thing I don't know he is but thankfully Damon is dumb enough yeah that he's like alright fine Yep. Tyler comes by to the front door and um, reveals the whole sort of like plot of this episode, which is the fact that the travelers need need Stefan and Elena to complete their spell uh, to take away magic in a specific area, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which- and he actually says some interesting things that we need to remember for later. So I'm going to just kind of read off his a little bit of Tyler's dialogue. Um, Marcos, he says that Marcos turned Sloane into a vampire, then had her drink doppelganger blood, and after some chanting ritual thing, he turned her human again. And then Damon's like, okay, so like he cured her, like we have another cure for vampirism, cool, sweet. And Tyler's like, no, he cured her death. The blood took away the vampirism, but left her in the state she was in just before she turned, which is dead and i really like this bit of mythology though it's really interesting isn't it it's because it's kind of it's like nature's like yep you can't be a vampire anymore you're gonna die though (laughs) yeah and i like that it's sort of it's sort of and it's kind of funny like this is like a checkpoint in a video game once you die your checkpoint is dead once you come back as a vampire your checkpoint there if you erase that vampire checkpoint you're dead. Sorry. Bye-bye. You go back to being dead. <laughs> Bye-bye. It's been fun. Basically, they extrapolate this all to mean that if the travelers can take away magic in, like, an area, they can break that curse, basically, that the se- mm-hmm. that the travelers can't settle anywhere. So this is actually, like, this is interesting and has interesting implications, but they play with these implications much more next season than they do this one. So it's sort of just like, all right, we get it. This is the anti-magic thing. We understand now. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they're setting up for the next season. Like, hey, it's coming. Like, this is, they're, they're laying setting the groundwork. Up, but they're not doing it in an interesting way. Yeah, they're just laying the groundwork saying like, hey, just in case y'all forgot. Or just so y'all know. Sorry. No, they, no one's forgetting anything yet. So there's all that. The gang is going to the cabin so that both doppelgangers can be in one spa- one place so Luke can do a cloaking spell so that the travelers can't find them to do etc 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 so there's that um fun basically Tyler gets left in Mystic Falls while Damon, Stefan, Elena and Caroline head up to Caroline's dead dad's cabin um which Rest in peace, Bill Forbes. We don't miss you. No, yeah, I was going to say, not oh, rest in peace to that mega mind motherfucker. Are you kidding me? No, we're <laughs> out of there. We are out of here. He's dead, gone, and buried. Caroline says my favorite line of the episode as they're in the cabin getting things ready. She's like, hey, good news. So we don't have to be invited in, which is actually super sad if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is just such a funny line. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's true, though. It's true, but it 
it's so just like the way she delivers it. She's like, you know, it's actually super sad if you think about it. I'm not thinking about it, though. And just like continues on like, okay, so true, queen. Yeah. Also, it's been like a year. Who's been paying for this cabin? Yeah. Like, like, how have they not sold it? Why does it still have electricity and water? Yeah. Who's paying these bills? I don't think it's Bill's boyfriend. They broke up off screen. Oh, yeah, remember? They broke up. Oh, yeah. oh, it was very my homophobic. Gay, my first gay representation. They broke up off screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he also turned out to be a part of conversion vampire therapy. Vampire conversion therapy. I can speak today. I promise. It's a good thing that you can talk while we're doing our podcast. <laughs> I've been trying to do sign language, but it hasn't. It hasn't taken off. <laughs> um, that was dumb. I'm so sorry. I don't know as though that'll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll land with our again audio medium <laughs> in, in my in my mind i'm just imagining someone trying to do like i have a sign language podcast huh don't worry about it it's a, it's a video <laughs> podcast it's all right we can we can work with this oh yeah they have video podcasts now i forgot the game has changed the but, game has changed the game has changed anyway sorry I, you were saying I forgot, I think. It was something about Bill being an asshole, probably. Homophobic and homosexual. Homophobic. He's a conservative favorite conversion therapy storyline. Yeah, it was my favorite one. It's the only one we got. (laughs) Thank God. I'm kidding. It was not my favorite storyline. It was horrible. Happy Pride Month, everybody. I don't even know if this episode... This episode is going to come out the day after Pride Month ends, actually. Uh, never mind. Pack it up. Pack up <laughs> this, this gonna, No longer Happy Pride Month, actually. We are recording this in Pride Month, but it is no longer Happy Pride Month. It is not Pride Month anymore. Pack this shit up. Fuck, that's so funny. This one comes out on July 1st, so, you know, um, happy... Literally the day that we, every account changes from away from rainbows. Yeah, yeah. Happy every account, every corporate account... Changes away from Rainbow's Day. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Disney to tell me to go fuck myself. I actually did participate in Rainbow Capitalism this year. You <laughs> Can did? I tell you how? I did, actually. Oh my gosh, please tell me how you participated. I got got. Oh my god, hold up. I need to find this tweet before I... Was it Target? No. <gasps> oh, the Target Pride election's good this year. I should have ordered something. I participated in Rainbow Capitalism, but only specifically for the NASCAR Yascar merch. The <laughs> Yascar? No! No! Yeah! <laughs> I bought the shirt! Yes! I think it's so funny! I think it's so funny! The fact <sighs> that it's actually Yascar. Yascar! I think it's so funny! Are there gay men? <laughs> or, like, I know probably, like, lesbians go to this shit. Because I feel like this is a lesbian sport. Sport NASCAR? You feel it's a lesbian sport. Okay. First of all, let's unpack that for a second. (laughs) Why do you think NASCAR is a lesbian sport? Because car is in the room room. I don't know. It's just very much. (laughs) The Yaskar is number is the most popular. I Here's the thing. The the Yaskar racing shirt got me. I saw that and I was like, I need to own this shirt. Would have gotten me too, uh, honestly. It's so fucking good. I think rainbow capitalism is good, but only when it makes things that are so fucking hilarious, like Yaskar. I think rainbow capitalism is fine when it's catering to me specifically. (laughs) I think it's fine. (laughs) I love, I love corporate Pride Month. I say wearing my Yas car. <laughs> we need this. Corporations don't belong at Pride. Meanwhile, be Yas car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can buy a, so. I can good. buy a um a flash drive with a rainbow with the with the inclusion flag on it. <gasps> I can buy the Pride cookies. <gasps> it's just regular Oreos, but just Pride. <laughs> I'm also kind of obsessed. There's also I looked on the the page for NASCAR uh, Pride merch, and mm-hmm. there is a just very basic hat that I'm not afraid to admit would kind of slap. Actually, oh, not afraid to admit. I think the NASCAR Pride merch is pretty well done, actually, because I think Yas car is still the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Okay. 
I'm looking just in the pride section of Target, like online. Yeah. Lady Gaga, Dawn of Chromatica is on there. So true. Honestly, Bisexual icon. Know. I'm sorry, but the NASCAR, the NASCAR Yascar yeah. merch was funny enough to get me to participate into Rainbow Capitalism. I'm sorry. I think they, I think they won that one, honestly. Okay, so this whole episode is divided pretty cleanly into two storylines. Number mm-hmm. one, the fucking Three Stooges and Bonnie in Mystic Falls. It's the boys and Bonnie in what is sure to be her absolute nightmare. Then we also have the cabin couple retreat get away from hell. Yeah. So let's talk about the boys and Bonnie first. <gasps> yeah, I love talking about the boys and Bonnies. The boys and Bonnie. Um, Bonnie is still lying to them about Liv making a spell to keep her here, I believe. Bonnie, just stop. Bonnie is still Bonnie. lying. Bonnie's in the denial stage of her grief. She is, she is. Also, I found it weird that Liv doesn't appear in this episode, but I guess they just could only get her for like five episodes a season or something. Her contract wasn't made for this much. So it's really yeah. weird that she's just not here. <laughs> like, it's kind of like those, it's kind of like the Caroline re- and the Josie references, like in like season four. They're like, yeah, Josie's just off doing something. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. It was like early on in the seasons when they, it's always when Kat and uh, Candace have their like two episodes where they don't appear yeah it's always like like, well she's just gone don't worry about it like no wait what it doesn't make sense here but okay anyway caroline's off visiting her dad her dad died in season three it's season don't worry about it oh fuck i forgot how much i laughed doing this stupid podcast oh my i'm happy we're having fun that's a pride collar that concerns me We gotta get off the pride page of Target. I'm sorry. I'm. This is great. Okay, I'll look later. Okay. We gotta get back to the boys and Bonnie. So, Jeremy, Speaking Matt, of pride. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy walks up. This is my girlfriend Bonnie. This is my boyfriend Tyler and his boyfriend Matt. <laughs> wait, wait. That's actually kind of funny. Did I just do something here? Hold yeah, on. I think you did. I think you just opened the door to many things and like unfortunate things let's An be clear unfortunate thing, but there's a fan fiction out there that exists there's a lot of dryler fic out there is there really hmm. no i mean not like a lot a lot but like oh, more okay. than i thought there would be and they're all written by julie plack herself <laughs> <laughs> i think jeremy would make a great chaotic pixie uh bisexual dream boy manic pixie dream boy honestly he's we a were manic robbed. pixie bisexual dream boy actually we were robbed of so much gay if tvd was remade now elena would have been gay don't speak it into existence <laughs> we cannot do this because here's what's gonna happen brian here's uh-huh. what's gonna happen is it's going to be five years from now. We have finally watched all of the Vampire Diaries, all of the originals, all of Legacies. We finish off our discussion about Legacies. We have a heartfelt discussion about what the TVDU meant to us. And now that it's gone, how sad we are. We post that episode of Afterbite. The next day, HBO Max announces the Vampire Diaries reboot. And we're going to have to suffer through that again. Vampire Diaries, The Return. Vampire Diaries original sin like the fucking PLL one (laughs) (laughs) written by Roberto Riverdale. (laughs) that's that's the thing though Brian is one day we are gonna finish legacies and then we're gonna have to deal with the fact that this will be rebooted to hell and back and Jeremy will be bisexual (laughs) can't wait (laughs) all of that to say Jeremy will be bisexual in the reboot (laughs) I'm going to call that one right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate us. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, Grams approaches Bonnie after Jeremy leaves to go talk to the boys. And she takes a step forward, Grams does, and accidentally knocks a lamp off a table. And everybody's like, now hold up. Why can you do that? You're a ghost. Which I love how kind of underwhelming Grams took that. She's just like, I dropped the lamp. Oh my goodness, put it back. Yeah, I can't do that. 
<laughs> but then she's also like, this place is falling the fuck apart, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's this like, is Bonnie? not good, Bonnie. Sarah. Bonnie, she's please. Like, Bonnie, fix it. <laughs> you have to fix this somehow. Um, so we're going to keep going in the with the boys, basically, because yeah. um, the boys chain up Tyler. They're, like, kind of separate enough that, like, it works, basically. The only thing that's important is that um, Graham's, is that people from the other side have started yeah. to be able to interact with objects in the real world. That's basically it, right? That's a secret Moscow tool we'll use for later. And honestly, in the way this episode actually goes, they use that mm-hmm. secret Mouska tool right away. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it, actually. But OK, so um, Tyler reunites with his bros. Um, Yay. And they chain him up to some, to the walls. Tyler spends like all his time this episode chained in one way or another. Honestly, poor Tyler is just chained up a lot. Also, a line that stuck out to me at the beginning of the episode, he's like, I can do the little kink. It's like, Tyler, damn. Michael Trevino, I know your your arms were struggling with that one, bestie. I was okay with it. <laughs> it I know, but I know his arms would have hurt real bad. Like, True, actually probably. filming that. Oh, yeah. His arms were probably fucking killing him, dude. Oh, Sorry. 100%. So they tie Tyler up and they call forth Julian basically. And they're like, hey, you need to tell us where Marcos is. And then when Julian doesn't, they're like, okay, fine. So they force feed Tyler a mixture of Wolfsbane and Vervain. Yikes. Gang, yikes. Burn, 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 baby, burn. Um, they, you know, like, torture him a little bit. Julian's not not answering and then they give him more wolf spander for vein he's like okay fine fuck jesus okay marcos doesn't like trouble so he'll probably try and go and make me permanent in tyler's body and the only way to prevent that is for somebody to go get julian's body from where the travelers hide their body so that they can keep julian's body safe basically so that marcos can't make this change permanent because if you remember this is actually back with the uh, fucking Katarina stuff earlier this season. Is that they burned Katarina's body so that she could become a permanent traveler in Elena. Katarina? Same sort of deal. Oh, Catherine. It's like, who the hell's Katarina? Girl, it's 107 damn degrees. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't yes, know names at 107 <laughs> damn degrees. At least you didn't name her like Nina. You didn't call her Nina. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Minnesota. This shit, 107, this shit sucks for real. I just live in hell every day in Florida. I open the door and I'm instantly on fire. I know, but like, girl, my fucking apartment AC does not keep up. My apartment is like 78 degrees right now. I'm not having a good time, actually. Mine's at 66. God, I wish. (laughs) Come on down. Go all the way down to Florida just to hang out in your for cold heat. apartment. <laughs> oh fuck, that'd be good. Okay. Um, so Bonnie and Jeremy go down to the cave to try and grab Julian's body. Uh, and they're searching for him amongst all the others. Uh, and why does why do the travelers keep all of their bodies in one central location? Good fucking question, actually. We don't uh, know. What cave is this? Also good fucking question. Where is this located? Girl, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> their lease on the storage unit was up. I guess. <laughs> so while they're searching, though, Maria, who is Julian's wife, appears with the other travelers and they basically constrict Jeremy's airway so that he's choking and then they... Force choke him, yeah. Basically, they grab Julian's body and leave. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Jeremy and Bonnie run back home, basically, and they try to explain to Tyler that like they lost Julian's body. And then he starts seeing things. He starts seeing moments of Julian's life. Again, flashback-esque, similar to what they did to Katarina. 
or similar to what happened to Elena when Katarina was about to take over, basically. Yeah, when Catherine and was just like, Bam, I'm coming. The travelers burn Julian's body and chant, and then back in the basement with Tyler's body, Julian takes over again once more, saying, I assume you didn't find my body. And everybody's like, oh, Tyler's gone forever. Yikes. Womp, womp. Um, that's all that happens. Now we got a whole load of cabin stuff to I get through. I was about through. to say, like, I'm going to give that episode a four. Not much. <laughs> no. <laughs> this cabin is like a couple's retreat from hell. Because you have Damon and Stefan and Caroline and Elena. And Caroline is like, okay, are Stefan and Elena being like flirty vibes or am I just jealous? And then she tells Damon and Damon's like, no, they probably definitely are flirty vibes because he's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. So just, there's all there's of that. that. It's just drama for no reason. They're so fucking annoying. They play the most annoying rule breakery game of Never Have I Ever. Which all of these Never Have I Ever's are so pointed that it would absolutely be disqualified in a regular good. <laughs> Christian game of Never Have I Ever. <laughs> I cannot believe these motherfuckers were that pointed. They were just like, attack Elena. Like, Caroline's like, never have I ever, like, kiss a Salvatore brother. And I'm like, Caroline, that's a lie. You have kissed Damon, probably. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Like, never have I ever died. Okay. That sucks. That's a terrible never have I ever. Everyone in that room has died. Like, Stefan's like, like ooh, okay, uh, never have I ever been possessed by my evil doppelganger. And he's like, oh, fuck you. Never have I ever been fooled my, by my evil doppelganger while she was pretending to be me. Like, girl, these never have I ever sucked. Yeah, like, where's the never have I ever slept with the Salvatore brother and then went and slept with another Salvatore brother? Yeah. Where's the like where's the incredibly specific bullshit you probably did in high school? Like never have I ever drank beer. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so guy. Guys. And like the good like like the one girl Christian girl, she's like, I had a sip at my at my at a party. Mm -hmm." And she's like, I was so wasted. I'm just saying this never have I ever sucked. Plus, it's a small town. Like, obviously, there's a lot you could have done. You also exactly. Could have targeted, you also could have targeted, like, Stefan and Damon, who have been alive since, oh, I don't know, the Civil War. Exactly. Never have I ever fought in a war. Done. Both of them have. Both of them drink. <sighs> and it's still less pointed than the never have I ever been possessed by my evil doppelganger. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Be serious. Never. I was about to say, never have I ever killed an innocent person. And I'm like, oh, well, they all have. Never mind terrible game of never have i ever everybody ends having a bad time and enzo or damon asks about enzo and stefan very clearly says he doesn't lie and elena's like you know what actually fuck it i'm gonna go take a bath because and honestly sorry maybe it's just the fact that like my it's hotter than the devil's armpit where I am right now, but like, damn, bath yeah. really sounds nice, actually. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not it gonna does. sit here and be like, fuck, I wouldn't want to take a bath after that, because I would. I would. I'd be like, well, damn, all my friends are attacking me, and two of my exes are attacking me. I'm out. Yeah, literally. Like, I just had the worst time. I'm gonna go take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when you're having a bad time, it can be improved by just having a bad time while wet. And you can take that huh? any way you want. <laughs> Truly, take that any way you want. I will admit that there have been times where I've just stood in the shower, like, and have my speakers just playing Taylor Swift, and it's great. It's just like, and I just sit there. I'll stand there. <laughs> I don't sit in the shower. That's too much. I am going to go sit in the shower after this. I'm oh, going to go so take true. a cold shower, and I'm going to go, and I'm just going to sit uh. there for a little bit and just live. Elena is drawing a bath. The way they filmed a lot of these scenes are absolutely fucking genius. Um, Enzo weaves in and out of these scenes like a little snake in the grass. 
And I fucking love it, actually. The way he like appears in mirrors, the way the camera just pans over and it's like he was here the whole time. I love cinema. Mm, it's fun. I love cinema. It's fun. Joshua Butler, like I remember like following him like when he was directing this episode and he and he was like going like like he obviously couldn't reveal much, but it was like fun like looking at like some of the behind the scenes stuff he shared. He also does a f- oh, he also did Klaus. <gasps> that makes sense. And ooh, yeah, he did a lot of really good episodes actually. Of course he did. Cuz he is the one, the only Joshua Butler. Thank did you, he Joshua do the originals Butler. or just... Oh, he did do the originals. He did one episode of the originals, yeah. Eh, good for him. He also did uh, The Magicians, which is a show I've heard nothing but good things about. Uh, yeah, same. And also uh, Shadowhunters. He did a few episodes of that as well. Oh. Good for also him. Also one episode... Um, A few episodes of Pretty Little Liars as well. Makes sense. And the terrible Pretty Little Liars uh, spinoff. He's cashing in on that teen drama. Well, he does good. He does, honestly. He knows how to shoot horror. Yeah, in this episode, and especially this scene, feels very horror. Because, okay, so Elena's getting ready. She's drawing a bath. She stands in front of the mirror, wipes off some of the steam from it. Which, like, how hot is that bathroom already, bitch? Turn on (laughs) the fan. Anyway... (laughs) She wipes the steam off the mirror. Enzo sort of just like appears in the corner. She, Elena goes in, sinks into the bath, relaxes. And then Enzo just grabs her head and forces her under the water. And she is like kicking and she's trying to scream. And then it cuts back out to that wide shot again. And it shows she is just being held underwater by nothing. There is nothing holding her down. And it is so fucking brilliant. It's good. I love, I remember like, I like paused what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing when I was watching this episode, but I paused, I looked, I watched, I was in it. And I was like, this is fun. I like this. This is fun. Elena, Nina Dobrev acting in horror. Like good for her. It's what she deserves. I mean, not like she She's hasn't been doing good at this. Show. Yeah, she. Whenever TVD does horror, they do it good. It's just that they don't do it all the time. And you would think that they would do it more often because you literally have Kevin Williamson, the man you have who invented Kevin Williamson, who created yeah. the modern day slasher films. Like, come on, like, come on, like, I know what you did last summer. Scream, other stuff that I can't remember off the top of my head. Just give Kevin Williamson a king. Iconic. Amazing. Never the same. And he's gay. Like, how better? How much better is that? Horror is made by gay people for gay people. Yep. Because it's, it's to see the straight people suffer. Exactly. And that's why I'm level people are like, I want more gay people in horror films. I'm like, bitch, there are. They're the killers. We made them. <laughs> we, we, they are the killers. Jason, total fairy. Okay, we have to be serious. <laughs> Freddie was a twink. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say things. I'm sorry it came into my head. And you're right to speak it aloud because it is funny, but you can't just say things. <laughs> I've been talking to myself for a month. I've just been looking at a wall like, on this episode of Afterbite, we're going to talk. You've gone purely, you've gone like full yellow wallpaper in the time that we've been on break. Yeah. I've just been staring at a screen like, where's B? Where's Jordan? Where are your thoughts? (laughs) I give this episode a four. (laughs) My poor roommate's like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, my friends. They're in the computer. My little, my my friends, the little gay people that live online. <laughs> They're little gay people that live on the computer. Elena almost drowns. Um, she Again. does manage to get, she does manage to get her head above water for a second and yell. And Damon comes rushing in and he, like, he helps her out of the bathtub, wraps a towel around her. And he's like, what Modesty. the fuck happened? Actually. 
I love how even Damon's confused, and it's like, dude, you live in this town where supernatural things happen every other th- every other Thursday. Like, get with the program. You know something shit's going down. Get with the program. Yeah. Also, he does say something very funny, but totally mean. Um, <laughs> he says, I'd blame it on the spirit of Bill Forbes, but I don't think you're his type. <laughs> they Damon, cannot you're let this to- man rest in peace. Damon, you're allowed to be homophobic to one man and one man only, and that is Bill Forbes, and I will give you the pass. Anyway, Damon's like, why would a ghost be hesitating, would be t- would be targeting you, Elena? It's Catherine. And um, she's like, Damon, I have something to tell you. Okay. Homosexual. I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> God, no. Could you fucking imagine? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, it's, it happens eventually, like, in the future, but like. I know, but I still just, ugh. <laughs> Stefan calls Bonnie, and he's like, hey, um. Are things getting worse on the other side? Like, is it possible that someone over there could physically affect this plane? And Bonnie's like, well, actually, yes. My grams knocked a lamp right off my desk today. I doubt it's easy, but if someone were emotional enough. And Steph is just like, oh, fuck. Enzo. And Caroline <laughs> steps behind him and she's like, Enzo's dead? <laughs> and she's then like, he's like, yeah, I killed happen? him. He, and then Stefan's like, yeah, I killed him. Um, why didn't, like... Karen's like, okay, so, like, why didn't you say anything? He's like, well, because it's complicated. And then Damon walks into the room, like, enter the complication. And yeah, so dead. A- you killed him. Elena told me. And I'm like, this is comedy. I love how the secret just fell apart at the seams, just, like, all at once. Not all, even all, an all episode later. It barely lasted 20 minutes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you can trust anyone with the secret, you cannot trust Steph and Elena with it, because they will be blabbering out. Like, honestly, like, it takes Elena, like, less than an episode to be like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> like, sure, you almost got killed by that ghost, but, like, girl, don't snitch. What the fuck? She could have lied and easily have said it was, like, Cole Michelson or something. They're like, well, why did Enzo want to kill Elena, and, and why did he try and do it? Like, drowning doesn't work. And they're having this conversation. Okay, this is actually a really, really interesting scene. It's done really well, mm-hmm. again. Josh. Joshua Butler. Joshua Butler did a good fucking job with the scene. So basically, like, also the writers, I think, did a good job. And the actors, obviously, like, the way they have this conversation is so good. Yeah. When Enzo is in a scene, it's like they're having two conversations at once. They're talking at Enzo, but they can't hear him or see him. So he's just sitting in the corner here, like, um, just vibing while Damon is like, Enzo, are you here? Because knock it off. And Carol's like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. If Enzo wanted to kill Elena, drowning her wouldn't have worked. And Enzo's like, oh, yeah, smart girl. I see why you like her so much. Carolyn's like, you know, well, maybe he's just trying to scare us then. And Enzo's like, ooh, you're getting warmer. Come on, you've almost got it. What's old Enzo up to? And he's like, then Damon is like, drowning Elena is just a distraction. He figured out a way to kill us in, all in one fell swoop. Then it's like, oh, did Bada I mention bing. that I missed you? And the gang walks out to the front porch and everybody's like, fuck, where's Luke? Where's our gay representation? Where's our gay representation for the day after Pride Month? Oh my God, it's like the day after Pride Month. All the gay rep leaves. <laughs> it's gone. And they put it into a barn and set it on fire. Question. Yeah. Why wasn't Luke inside the fucking house? Why yeah, why sitting? was he outside? Why are you like outside? They, like, I, I'm pretty sure they shot this, like, at a nice time of the year, and I'm pretty sure, like, it's the end of the year in Virginia, so it's, like, a nice, crisp, like, 74. But, like, like a sensible Why are you 74. outside? Yeah, did they just not like gay people inside? <laughs> yeah, what is, no, but for real, what is this? Like, why is he not just, like, up in a bedroom or, like, hidden away somewhere? Like, why are you outside the house? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Maybe Luke just didn't want to deal with them, so he's just like, I don't want to... That makes sense, but also self-preservation, bestie. Yeah, he probably didn't think that he would be attacked. But also, why are you sitting outside on the porch of a cabin in the middle of nowhere while you're like... While you're like unprotected, like... (sighs) Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit what a weird. plot hole, huh? 
it is a weird plot hole. I feel like Luke maybe was inside doing the spell, and then he was like, no, I'm done. He hears I'm going all their bickering, outside. he's like, you're no, too loud. You need to not. Yeah, exactly. I need to focus on my chance. <laughs> and then you just hear like RuPaul's cover girl just like in the like, muffled just up from outside. He just... <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Drag Race outside. <laughs> Why didn't I just picture Luke as that meme of like the dog sitting in the car and it's like don't worry about him. The air conditioner is on. He has water and he's listening to Nine Inch Nails. Except it's Luke and it's like, don't worry about him. He has air conditioning and water and he's listening to RuPaul's Drag Race. And then he's listening to Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's fine. <laughs> oh, poor Luke. I'm sorry, buddy. You could have been better. He wasn't gay enough. I needed like a fan or something. Like, But then if they... I think Kevin Williamson had left the show by this point, so I think they were like, well, fuck. We don't have... I feel like... <laughs> we, we can't blame all this gay rep on Kev anymore. We gotta, we gotta tone it way the fuck down. <laughs> like, they can't have him going like, yes, queen, yes, hunty, slay the boots out down real there, so... <laughs> Just like him doing like a duck walk Stop! across like, across Mystic Falls. Like... <laughs> oh, fuck. In the year 2014, the Vampire Diaries discovered gay. In the year 2014, the Vampire Diaries. It was the year 2014. RuPaul had, had 14 million seasons of Drag Race. Actually, what season Vampire was? Diaries discovered white gays in 2014. It was really, really something. Not 2015, 2014. Season 6 was airing during this time. Shit, really? So they were already on season six? What yeah, fucking season aired... are they on now? Uh, of which version? Oh, <laughs> the God. main show? The main show, 14. No. Now going on 15. We're on All Stars 7, which is all winners. And we just had RuPaul UK versus the world. We're about to have Canada versus the world. And then we also have a new season of Canada coming out in a few weeks. Uh, and then there's also um, uh, Spain, Drag Race Spain, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race Italy, Drag Race Thailand, and I think Drag Race France is also coming up next. Oh, and uh, UK Down Under. No, not UK Down Under. Drag Race Down Under. I was going to say, yeah. the UK is historically not Down Under. It's it's above Under. <laughs> Yeah, and that like so you know that his favorite drag Luke's favorite drag queen was probably like Courtney Act and he was like watching this at the drag bars. Going to find Luke in the forest. Caroline and Elena are like arguing. They're Caroline's like, you know, like I'm not upset, just you know, looking for Luke, you know, Luke who was here to protect you and Stefan. Luke who's now missing because you and Stefan lied about where Enzo was and now the travelers can find you, do their spell, and wipe everybody off the face of the earth. And Lane's like, you know, I was just worried that if Damon found out, because I was like, what? He'd flip out and spiral and kill a bunch of innocent people? I get that. I, however, am not Damon. So the fact that you lied about it to me makes less sense. And like, yeah, bitch, get her. Get her ass. Yeah. Get her, her ass. Kill her. I mean, finish her. <laughs> and then Elena's just like, well, are you over it? And Caroline's like, yes. Which, Elena? Elena. Elena, my darling, mm -hmm. in your fucking position right now, you don't get to be like, are you over it now? You don't get to do that right now, especially to Caroline. Like, it just seems like such a weird thing to say. Like, honestly, I'm not going to fucking. I would never be caught dead saying, well, are you over this now to one of my friends? Yeah, you know, that's no. just such a thing that you don't say to people. Anyway, you don't because that just that would make me angry. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Exactly. That's a guaranteed way to piss somebody off right there. And am the I over? I'm gonna kill you. And like the fact that it doesn't piss Caroline off even more seems weird to me. But whatever, she's being a bigger person. Respect. Caroline's better as a vampire. We've been known. 
Stefan and Damon are also arguing. They're heading in a different direction from the girls. They're also looking for Luke. Damon's just like, you know what? Let's cut to the chase. I'm not in a hash out our differences kind of mood. I'm pissed you killed Enzo. I'm even more pissed that you two lied to me about it. You know what, Stefan? If it was me and I was in your shoes, I would have done it too. Except I would have done it months ago. The fact that it took you this long, he was my friend. Which is why I, above anyone else, should have known that he was dead. Let's just find this stupid fucking witch. The fucking was also in there. It was implied. Uh, it was implied. <laughs> I, like, this is... I decorate. When I read from the transcript, oh, no. I decorate it a little bit. I embellish. I get the mood across, even if I don't get the full line. But, like, I agree with Damon. Yeah. I. This is a rare moment where I'm like, yeah, okay, I finally sure. can drop the banner. <laughs> I'm... The clown's dead, though. That's sad. <laughs> like, I agree with Damon here at this point, which is weird. Like, Damon, I can't believe I'm about to say this. <sighs> oh God, it's like a it's like a demon coming out of me. <laughs> Damon has grown beyond lashing oh. out. Yes, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. I'm on the train. Like he has grown beyond lashing out. Like we have seen him grow this season. From when he finds something out, he doesn't lash out. Has he? Yes, he has. But he's then realized that that doesn't help. He's kind of done in the. He's done some out in the word looking in bullshit. And he's, he's done like some introspection. He's done like he realizes that doesn't get him anywhere. It just gets someone dead, someone more in trouble. It puts Elena in trouble, and it ruins his relationship with not with both his brother and Elena. So like. Yes, Stefan and Lena thought that they were protecting him, but it wasn't what was best for Damon. If they had just told him the truth, because it wasn't da- Stefan's fault. Stefan. Again, Enzo. Yeah, Stefan just had Enzo his his hand. Enzo's the one who yanked himself back and committed. Exactly. And if someone told me that, I've been like, I'm like, that's. <laughs> we're back to that can of worms. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Fuck. But it was Enzo's choice. Oh, God, we really are back at that. It was Enzo's pullback that resulted in this. So, like, I'm on Damon's side on this one. This is shocking. I cannot believe we're both agreeing with Damon. I know. I really cannot. And I just said, Damon has grown. (laughs) Oh, God. But, like, you... You But, like, I'm not wrong. Like, he's really said, like... Because if he... Because he's even said, like, if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Like, I would have lied about it. Yeah. Like, he would have done it too. And that's what Damon is. And Damon realizes that, like, it doesn't help. It just makes things worse. So it's like, just shut up. We'll talk about this later. I'm pissed at you. I'm going to be pissed at you for a little bit. But then you're my brother, so shut the fuck up. Let's keep going. Yeah. We have bigger we have bigger problems. And that bigger problem is Luke about to die in a fiery car crash in a fiery barn. <laughs> that problem is that they find a barn and Luke is in there, they smell, they see an empty gasoline container, Enzo, invisible, pulls down a lamp and smashes it into the fucking ground. They start igniting a rapidly spreading fire. Uh, Damon's like, okay, fuck, grab Luke, I guess, let's go. And then Enzo stabs Stefan with a long wooden pole. This is so hardcore. And then Enzo um, so cool. so smashes this like large hunk of wood into Damon's belly, uh, pinning him to the shed wall. And Damon actually says something that is funny. I'm sorry, were Damon's stand accounts for right now, I guess? Um, I guess. What the hell did like, this happen? Mm, if only this wasn't totally avoidable. <laughs> and I just think that's funny because <laughs> he's funny actually because, right. <laughs> it's funny because normally we're saying that to Damon. Literally, though. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening? Who are we? We went went away for a month and all of a sudden we're like like, Damon actually made some points here. Damon making a point? Are are we okay? What's going to happen when we get to like season six? No, we're done. No, there's some moments in season six where I'm like, Damon, my baby, I love you. Um, They're in this cave or whatever and burning barn sorry they're in this burning barn i think i am going a little bit crazy because of this heat it's okay 
Just it's a the little heat. bit. We'll blame, we'll blame the Damon love on the heat for you. It's okay. You know what? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I have <laughs> I have heat stroke currently. And that is why I like Damon. <laughs> I only like stroke. Damon when I have medical emergencies. <laughs> Damon's like, you know what? I'll bring you back, Enzo. <gasps> a declaration of love, you said? I can bring you back. Bonnie came back. Marcos came back. I'll find a way, but this has to stop. How do you think you're able to do all this uh, all this stuff, huh? The other side's falling apart, Enzo, so you can either help me or you can blink out of existence. It's your choice. And Enzo's, like, considering it. He's like, hmm, maybe. And then Stefan finally pulls this wooden pole out from his body. Uh, and he's like, go get Luke out. He's the only one that can hide you and Elena. Get out of here. Which yeah. smart choice, which Damon making a selfless choice. Jesus Christ, again! I know! Here's the thing, he has all of this, and then later he decides to just, like, kiss Elena for no fucking reason, and I'm like, fuck I, you again. So, like... We, what the fuck happened? Are we... I don't... I have heat stroke! <laughs> what multiverse hell have we ended up in? I have heat stroke! <laughs> <laughs> What's my excuse?! I don't. You have no excuse. I, I have a excuse of heat stress. I have a cold glass of Coke, Coca Cola. I don't have an excuse. I have Wi Fi. <laughs> like, I have my Fi. Sorry, my Fi. My Fi, yeah. <laughs> I have my exactly. Fi in my abandoned witch house. Uh, contractually, <laughs> it's my Fi. That's not a thing anymore. It's, it's still my in my fi. contract. <laughs> Enzo releases Damon. He's like, don't let me down again. Damon Vamp runs out of the shed as it falls apart. Yay! Just burn, There's baby, that. burn. Um, that's the end. Not really. There's still more bullshit. No, not really. We get to add a tally to one of my favorite uh, my favorite stats we keep track of on the stats sheet, actually. At the end really? of this episode. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Stefan, um, Stefan, Luke, Damon and Elena all meet in sort of the front area of the cabin. Stefan and Caroline have a little conversation that oh. is again, uh, you know, laying the groundwork for our bestie, Steriline. Honestly. And this cabin will come back in the future. And it I cannot. It will, wait. actually. Yeah, you're right. This, is not, this cabin is where Steriline happens. Yeah. <laughs> That rhyme. <gasps> I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Girl. Girl, feel I ruined it. I ruined the moment. <laughs> I I just but I love I'm reading the transcript right now and it's like I didn't want you to think any less of me. <sighs> I just I'm a sucker for this dumb bullshit. Like it's so bad. Like, it's such cheesy, stupid like it's straight. so cheesy but it it's works better. for me like i love gay i want more gay representation in all media forms of media like give me give me more in it's any forms still on netflix <laughs> <laughs> um you like cheesy vampire shit watch first kill please thank you that is my oh message yeah to you. um anyway, sorry but like i love like these like hetero like straight relationships that are like forbidden or like they're just like never acting upon it like the hmm like the forbidden longing kind of shit like oh i just love this i just love it when tvd does a slow burn right they do it right i mean this slow burn's been going since the pilot exactly (laughs) Like, like this is like julie plex master plan no, for real though. I think this is genuinely one of the most impactful slow burns on television. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Sorry. And it's like you can't watch the pilot and then when we go to season eight, like it'll make sense. Yeah. Like Caroline, like Stefan saying, "Caroline, you and me, we're never going to happen." And then all of a sudden, they just start to happen. Like you cannot tell me that Julie Pleck wrote that in, and she was like, "In season five, beware." <laughs> Uh, I just Stefan and Caroline I will like you everyone who listens to this knows that I live love live laugh love and breathe Stefan and Elena like they are my like 
I love them to death. I will die for them. I have gone to war for them. <laughs> I have fought in the trenches for them. But I love... Trenches. I have. I never forget the, the days of 2009. Um, but I love, love, love Stefan and Caroline. Like, it just started off as this, like, friendship. And now it's this. And then it, what it becomes, it's just knowing what's coming. It hurts, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm just excited. It's going to be good. I love it's them. Like the, I love them so much. Julie Pleck did them right. Julie Pleck is usually my enemy, but in this instance, she is my friend. <laughs> Julie Pleck, you are not my enemy. Sometimes you are. You actually, yeah, you're my. Julie enemy Pleck, sometimes. you are my enemy. But right now, we're besties. I love you. How about that fourth spinoff, bestie? <laughs> Need <laughs> help. We have to. I want to rest. At the end of this <laughs> podcast, I want to rest. Who the fuck is at the end of Infinity right War. <laughs> Why is Spam calling me currently? I'm busy talking about the Vampire Diaries. They should ask. We should tell them what we think about this Delena scene. Oh, did they, it's like they break up and they kiss in the same time. It's weird. This Delena thing is fucking weird, right? Yeah. Delena. Delena. Meet out by the car or whatever. And Damon's like. I don't care that you lied, really. And yeah. Lily's like, okay, what? Sorry, what? And he's like, you know, you were right, Elena. You wanted to protect me so I wouldn't spiral because if I were spiraled, that would prove to everybody that we shouldn't be together. But I didn't spiral. Despite every nerve in my body wanting to break something or hurt someone or do all the wrong things for the right reason, I'm holding it together the best I can for you. She's like, Okay, so are you still mad at me? She's like, of fucking course I'm still mad at you. Being around you drives me nuts. And not being around you drives me nuts. And she's like, okay, I'm really confused. And then he just moves forward and kisses her. Passionately. Can't forget the passionately. I'm not going to put the passionately in because (laughs) I have never seen two people want to kiss less on screen. And Yeah, honestly, this, it just... It would have been better if Damon had just said what he said, because he was doing so well. He was doing well, but also I question it, but whatever. I'm here for it. I'm here for Damon realizing, like, his bads. The, if I spiraled, then it would prove that we shouldn't be together. Okay, bestie, you've done that a million it, times we over We have already. seen it many times. Like, okay. We have seen it Hot meat kettle. What do you want here? Like, Anyway, Damon goes back inside the cabin after being like, I had a really crappy day and I needed it. Okay, CW swears. He's also going to take a bath. (laughs) And then Elena grabs her head, groaning in pain as the travelers close in and chanting. And Marcos grabs Elena from behind. And we can finally add the 14th time Elena gets kidnapped in the Vampire Diaries. I was trying to figure out, like, what? Like, what are we adding to? I'm like, Elena hasn't been kidnapped yet today. Eh, she forgot she was. She literally was. And that's the end of the episode, is just Elena getting yoinked. Yeah. And also, maybe, probably Stefan getting yoinked as well. I assume, I I assume all yoinked. of them got yoinked. I feel like Steph, like Caroline and um, Damon are fine. Yeah, but the. Uh... The doppelgangers got yoinked, for sure. The doppelgangers got taken. And that's the end of this episode. Yay! Like, that's it. We did it. Yay. I like it. What do you rank in this episode, Brian? First one back from our little little hiatus. I know there's technically there's going to be another Afterbite episode coming out before this one, but we recorded that one before we went on break, and I just didn't end it. Anyway, what do you rank in this up? Huh, I can't know. There's a lot of numbers in between one and ten that There's I can make. Approximately this. ten of them. Or also <laughs> an infinite number of them if you're wanting to There's be like, really There's infinite numbers. I could make this a seven point one four three two five versus just I can I can rate it pi. I'm only gonna go to two decimal points. <laughs> okay. Um, That's as far as my Google sheet goes. I'm sorry. Darn it. Damn it, Google. It's for the aesthetic, actually. It's not even like a Google limitation. It's just for the aesthetic. I'm gonna go... Hmm. It's definitely not an 8. 
It's below it's not an eight. eight. It's below an eight. The cinematography and the horror aspects of this yeah. episode do a lot of heavy lifting for this. And I think it has like a couple of like fun uh... fun little one-liners here and there. Yeah. Some almost Damon character growth that we actually kind of like question mark. I'm but go I seven. think the the cinematography you're going with the seven? Yeah, I think seven, because the cinematography was good. Cinematography is what gives this two extra points for me. I think without, if the cinematography was not, and the direction of this episode was not Joshua Butler, I think this would have been a five for me. I think, again, with the cinematography, with the horror, with the almost me liking Damon for like a minute there, it was a weird time in my life. I think this is a seven. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and plus, I also, we didn't touch upon this, but I liked when Damon was throwing ice at Luke, because it just was funny to me. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, it wasn't like a horrible episode. It wasn't like, what was the worst episode we thought the season was? I forget. Uh, The Cell. Oh, yeah. W- which that. I gave a 2.5. Ooh, I gave it a 10, didn't I? You gave what it a 4. That one? <gasps> what is wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think seven's a fair middle of the road. I think it's fair. I think plot-wise, this bad boy's sitting at about a five, because, like, it's yeah, not, not a lot. But, like, the direction, Justin Butler, my my guy, Justin Butler, you did it. Yeah, he did a good you job. You did the impossible. You made an episode really, really good, actually. It's yeah. still not more than a seven, I'm sorry, because the story really is dragging it down, but, like, you tried, my guy. You tried real hard. Yeah, the story wasn't all there, but it's definitely, it's the episode before the penultimate. So it's like they kind of got to put, like, everyone in their places yeah. before the finale. So it's kind of like, it's one of those episodes. Yeah, I think TVD usually has these sort of, like, big three-up lead-ups to finales. Yeah. And so it's always next sort of episode. like, all right, we got to just start going, I guess. We got to just go. Yeah. The next episode is definitely good on the story from what i remember 521 promised land yes like i had a good time with that one i remember i think i really i can't quite remember exactly but i think i really enjoy the season five finale oh god season five finale is great two people in a very funny place to me yep um and then i consequently i also really like the season six premiere because i think it is funny <laughs> It's a great premiere. I cannot wait till we get to it. But next week, what are we doing next week, B? Next week, we are going to be watching the original season one, episode 21, The Battle of New Orleans. Yes! Yeah, baby! We're getting into it! Yes! Um, Yes, bitch, we are getting to a finale episode of the originals. Again, this is still 121. So it's not quite the finale, but it's the penultimate episode. So good God, good golly, there's a lot going on here. It's a classic TBD finale where the big things happen in the penultimate and the finale is kind of like the emotional, like, distressor kind of deal. Yeah. Which I never realized that they do that a lot in Vampire Diaries until I, like, saw that interview. Like, recently, because of the Legacy series finale, they were like, yeah, the big stuff happened in the penultimate, and then the finale is kind of just like the wind down. I'm like, huh, they yeah. do do this a lot. How rude of them! <laughs> but then I think of episode. But then I think of as I lay dying, and I'm like, well, no, that's not how we do it. They did it bad at that time. Yeah, but they did it real good in season. What season was it? Not season five, because season five has a big bang up to the finish line um i think four season six good. oh four had it good six also had it pretty good now that i'm season thinking one about kinda, it no season, season one, one was bad because season one had isabel and then founder's day and yeah like, they didn't really get to do the whole like lane morgan our beloved lane morgan was on oh. us was on was on that episode with us and the Isabel is one of the lowest ranked episodes of season one, period. I gave it a three. Yeah. Lane gave it a four. Jordan gave it a five. Like, and then I Founders it Day, it was pretty much like a seven <laughs> across the board, except for you. And you gave it a 10, like a weird little. I love that episode. Bestie. Just come on. That Catherine reveal at the end. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you're into it. I get it. That is one of the best <laughs> things, but also, good God, the rest of us gave it a seven, bestie. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till we get Lane back on the podcast, and I'm just like, so, we need to talk about Founder's Day. <laughs> like, I know it's been a two Imagine years, but I'm getting a- Lane back on the pod. Oh, Lane Morgan, <laughs> come back home. The kids miss you. The kids are us. We I miss know. you. I can't wait. Hopefully one day. We promise we won't make you break your NDA. You can talk about the originals or Vampire Diaries if you can't talk about Legacies. Yeah, it's my okay. Bestie. We, we, Lane, Lane, my bestie. Lane, come back. I must that's ask. What all, I must ask. <laughs> that's all for this week on Afterbite. Next week, like I said, we'll be talking about the original season one, episode 21, The Battle of New Orleans. And baby, it's a good one. It's a fucking already, good one. I can feel it in my veins that we, I, I can just feel the 10 in my veins. Just like, yeah, ready. yeah. I'm already <laughs> about to fill in that column on the fucking spreadsheet. I am about to put that shit down. Like it's <laughs> locked and loaded and I have a gun right at it. Exactly. <laughs> Until then, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterbite or on Twitter at afterbitepod. Uh, you can also find us at breakcarmedia.com slash merch if you want to buy some clothes. Yeah, that's it that's we're it. done we don't have like an f- official outro anymore no. we're just sort of like vibe with it and is yeah. it good for us to do that no so we're just gonna say no. goodbye 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 oh we Bye. forgot to introduce ourselves at the beginning of the episode oh shit huh we sure <laughs> did if you're still listening at the end i'm b i'm joined by brian hi okay now <laughs> goodbye the variant.